Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host Stephanie here with my co-host Ariel. Hello friends. And we are wishing you a happy Wednesday. Halfway through the meet, man. We're getting there. Hump day, as they say. Guess what day it is. Um, Okay, so we're really excited. We are going over Harvey Glattman today. So Ariel is going to take the lead on this bad boy. But so really quickly, and I'm hoping that you notice this, um, I wrote this script in Comic Sans font. Nope, I saw. I was like, okay, Ariel, is this where we're going? Because do you you remember in like middle school and like that was like the font that's what you did everything in and so i was like going through like changing it because i i don't know why i like to have different fonts when i write the scripts don't ask me why um you know who doesn't don't ask (laughs) mine's like perfectly uniform the sections are all bolded like arrows is like all fucking over the place (laughs) yep (laughs) much like my life much like my life i have to say though the only reason i'm very good at documentation is because i like do it for a living for work so like i'm just not really used to it so but anyway this first of all guys this guy is known as the glamour girl slayer and he is the creepiest looking motherfucker i've ever seen he's so creepy looking every time i look at his face i'm like oh i got the heebie-jeebies yeah he's one of those people that you're like oh yeah you you would be a serial killer because there's nothing else you could possibly be looking like that yeah and i feel like it's so weird because like there's probably decent pictures of him out there i don't think he's like a completely hideous it's not like he's like a hideous guy he just has like that creepy like look about him it's right. not even like he's like i think he's decent looking for like a man i just think like right. he's cr- there's like you like i can feel the eeriness through his picture i'm like nope i'm out this is creepy <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny all right so harvey glattman I think that's how you say his name. Uh, so he was born October 10th of 1927. So we're going back a ways. Uh, so he was born in Bronx, New York, and then his family relocated to Colorado. And that's where he spent most of his childhood. So Harvey's parents actually knew from a very young age that there was something just like not right with this kid. Now, I'm not just talking like, man, he was like a little off. I'm talking like when he was three years old, one, two, three, his mother caught him in a quote sadomasochistic act now i just want to point out i love that you can say sadomasochistic but you can't say someone's last name or like the name of a forest because that's like way harder <laughs> oh man i love you what does that say about me <laughs> so here's the thing they don't say exactly what she caught him doing but Thanks, just Lily. for giggles, I'm like, let's, what is the exact definition of a sadomasochistic act? So it is <clears throat> pertaining to or characterized by interaction, especially sexual activity in which one person enjoys inflicting physical or mental suffering on another person who derives pleasure from experiencing pain. At three? At three. Wow. I looked everywhere to find out what exactly was happening but i couldn't find it so that being said later in life so he wasn't very old i think he was like a teenager um his mom noticed that he had these like large red marks on his neck so she asked him of course how he got them and he just casually told her he tried to strangle himself because it quote made him feel good oh my god this is just so I don't have words for how uncomfortable I am right now. Like, especially because, like, what was this? You said he was like eleven or something. Yeah, he was like a young teen. 
Okay, so like I have a three-year-old and I have an eleven-year-old. Right. So like, if either of these things are up, like, I'd be like, the fuck, like this is very, very like, uh, like disturbing. Thank so you. thankfully, she is like a good mother and she takes him to see the doctor. But basically, the doctor just brushed her off and was like, it's a phase. They're kids. They do stupid stuff. Like, well, whatever. So this was essentially the worst advice that she could have received. Um, because from that point on, basically, his parents just ignored all the other weird and inappropriate behaviors. Uh, and they just chalked it up to him being a curious kid. Okay, first of all, let's give this mom kudos for asking for help. Because, like, back in the 1920s, this was not a thing. People did not ask for help. They did not want people to know that there was something wrong with their children. Like, that was not a thing. So the fact that this woman is brave enough to go to a doctor and be like, yo, my kid is messed up. Please help him. Shame on that doctor for being like, it's a phase. First of all, it is not a phase to strangle yourself. Like, that's I don't think that's ever been a phase anywhere, ever. And, like, I've read a lot of parenting books, and they haven't covered the strangling phase. So, like, no. hopefully my kids... Or the fucking sadomasochistic phase. Like, Well, and again, like, like, she tried. So I feel really bad for her because she, like, like she probably in her heart was like, great, you're going to grow up and come, like, become some super terrible fucked up person. Like, I yeah. couldn't get you help. So, like, sorry. And, like, you have to think, too, like, in the 1920s, I'm sure they did not have, like, mental health resources because, like, people need yeah. to talk about it then. That's why I'm, like, so proud of her. Like, kudos to mom for at least trying. Yeah, she definitely did try. Like, and as a whole, it seems like his parents are pretty normal, pretty average. Like, they took care of him. And um, but so as Harvey got older, uh, his behaviors only became worse. By the time he was in his early teens, he was breaking into women's homes and just stealing stuff. So then in May of 1945, so keep in mind, he's only 18 at this point. Hold on, he was breaking into their homes to steal random things while they're not there? Um, it doesn't say like whether they're like, trying to like get to them or he just was like, I'm going to break into this person's home because I know a lady lives there and I want her stuff. Well, so in the beginning, that's what it was. It was like he was I think he was kind of just like testing the waters a little bit. But then he just jumps right into breaking into a woman's home like while she's there. Also, did people really so, lock their doors that much? <laughs> I know. Probably not. I doubt it. I mean, I'm sure he was, I mean, either way, he was going in there unwelcomed yeah okay um so at 18 he was caught breaking into a woman's home and when he was arrested they found a gun on him as well as a length of rope so obviously he was planning on like binding someone and maybe correcting them or at least scaring them so he was only charged with robbery though which is a little messed up but um so he was 18 his parents very quickly posted bail I can't really hold that against them. I think they were probably just like, man, it's a one-time thing, not that big of a yeah, deal. Yeah, like you probably realized he was doing it before because he hadn't been caught. And I think exactly. they only charged him with robbery because that was the only evidence they had. Like, you can't right. prove that he was going to kill someone and, and bind them with a rope if he hadn't right. done it. So, like, again, you're like, okay, this triggers signs, hello. But, like, they're like, yes. sorry, without evidence, we can't do shit. Right, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but so then only the... So only a month later, he abducted a woman named Noreen Laurel. Um, so it, it was noted that um, he abducted her and drops her off back at home, not before he, quote, touched her. So uh, we can only assume it was sexually, and of course it was unwanted. Um, so the police were notified immediately, and thankfully this time his parents didn't have the money to post bail. Um, so he was actually put in prison only for about eight months. But while he was there, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. So back then, I think they called it multiple personalities because they heard voices. But now we know it's actually schizophrenia. Um, so once he was out of prison, he ends up moving to Albany, New York. 
uh, where he was eventually arrested in 1947 for a series of muggings. So he spends a lot of time here, guys, just like testing the water, poking the bear, like trying to see what he can get away with. Which, again, Um, is a very, like, bad, like, he's very patient in the way he's, like, going about these things, meaning, like, you know he's leading up to, like, real bad shit. Yeah. yeah, like to because to like go through and then like in and out of prison and like all these things and like not care and just like I'll just ride the waves, it's fine. Like I'll eventually get there. It's like that's right. so creepy. Yeah, he's not in a rush. Yeah, uh, and like I think he was just like building up his confidence, like getting ready to make the big move. <laughs> um, so he ends up getting arrested for the muggings, and he's given a five to ten year prison sentence at Sing Sing Correctional Facility. Um, so while he's there. The prison psychiatrist actually diagnosed him as a psychopath. Um, And so, but nevertheless, he was, of course, a model prisoner because I don't know why this is like not just the first thought that goes to people's head, but psychopaths and sociopaths are really good at pretending to be normal. It's why they're so good at it because they have no feelings. They don't have the same emotions that humans have, like normal people have. So, of course, he was a model prisoner. Uh, because he's smart and he knows that if I just do the A, B, and C and I act this certain way, then they're going to think that I'm a totally normal guy and I'm going to get released. And guess what? He did. So he gets released in 1956. Um, So this, and I say this all the time, it really bugs me because essentially all of these murders could have been prevented. Yeah. Like, I know we go through this like almost every episode, but like, what the heck? Yeah. They could have most likely been prevented. He's schizophrenic. He's a psychopath. He's on all these other crimes. Like, put this guy in some sort of a mental hospital or something. I don't know. It drives me nuts. Yeah, and I don't know if they didn't have, like... You know, obviously, like, we weren't around during that time. So, I don't know if they had, like, a certain amount of, like, time limit they could have him there. Like, like I don't know. Like, I- I'm just, like, right. trying to wonder, like, why they wouldn't just keep him. <laughs> Right. I mean, I know they didn't have as much information on mental illnesses back then. Maybe that's why. I'll ask my dad. He was alive back then. (laughs) Um, Okay. Sounds good. So um, a little more than a year after he was released from prison, he committed his first murder. So he basically, what he would do is pose as a photographer, like a professional photographer. Um, and he would tell women, you know, I'll, I'll pay you if you let me take pictures for you. You know, they're for a magazine or they're for whatever. But he always had the women dressed like very sexy like. However, and this part kills me. I have so many questions. So he would somehow convince them to let him tie them up and take bondage type pictures of them. So the only reason this does not, offer me a ton of questions it's probably because i watch way too much tv because yeah. like in episodes even like like law and order svu or like criminal minds or things like that like a lot of these people are like especially if they're like younger teens or kids or whatever are really just trying to like make a name for themselves and you have to think okay. back then that like porn was in magazines so maybe they thought they were like posing for a porn magazine and like maybe that's not really what they signed up for but they were like okay like whatever this this is my this is the way to like get a whatever like i feel like back then like it wasn't like oh there was an agency it was like it was some random guy and you were just hoping like he actually meant something to someone else so that you could get a shot maybe like i don't know like or, like i said maybe they just assume like oh it's for like a dirty mag right and i'll get paid 
Right. And a lot of his victims, like he was, he was smart, like most serial killers are. So he would try to pick women that he knew like needed him essentially. Like they needed the money. Like they were doing this cause they needed money. Yeah. Um, so his first victim, Judith Ann Dull, she agrees to take pictures um, dressed in a tight sweater and a skirt. Um, and this is a prime example because she was in the middle of a custody battle and she needed money. Um, so she was, had divorced her husband and he was trying to take the kids and she needed money. And he was like, Hey, wear this tight sweater and a skirt and I'll pay you. She was like, uh, let's do this. Um, so it said that this session, I feel like women didn't work a lot. Like they were probably usually home. So it's like, she was probably desperate and being like, okay, well the money's money. And like, I feel like that now it's like people like, Oh, people do porn. Like, well, then make living wages. I don't know. Tell you more money than I do probably. So like, No shame, like no shame on them. Shame on no us for not making enough money in our yeah. mediocre jobs every day. Seriously. So. Um, so the photo session itself starts out normal. Um, but so then Harvey pulls the whole like, let me tie you up and take pictures thing. Um, and once you're already so, there, you're like trapped. You can't be like, oh, no. you're like, oh, shit, I need this money. I'm already stuck here. Like now I'm getting right. nervous. And you're like, maybe if I just do it, he'll let me go. That would be my thought process, at least. Yeah, so he didn't. (laughs) Um, Once he ties her up, of course, he rapes her. Um, Then he drives her out to the desert, um, strangles her to death, takes pictures of her dead body, uh, and then just leaves her out there in the middle of the desert. Uh, I don't know if anyone can hear this recording, but my dog is in the background, and she's sleeping, and she's, like, dreaming in her sleep. So his next victim... Um, he actually met at a singles bar. So this is in March of 1958. Her name is Shirley Bridgeford, and um, she agreed to go out on a date with him. Now, can we just quickly talk about a singles bar? Which exactly is this? Is this like literally like if you're single, you go to this bar to meet people? Or is this a regular was, bar? I think it was. No, I think it was like they had singles bars and gay bars. and They didn't have gay bars. Oh, not that. Yeah, sorry. But I'm thinking it would be something like a like a gay bar. Like, I'm right. thinking it would be, like, people... Because, like, you have to think, like, anyone can go to the stable, which is a gay bar here in Rhode Island. Um, but everyone knows it's a gay bar. Like, they don't call it a gay bar. It's, the, it's a good bar. I've been there many times with many of my friends. But, like, it's, like, people are... Like, it's not called, like... <laughs> the stable gay bar but like it's just like people know generally that like oh we call that a gay bar because like people would go there you know what i mean like we'll find like-minded like fellow allies type thing i was trying to not be like rude like i don't want people to think i'm like you know an asshole or something the way i like said it so i feel like some it's really hard these days like get your verbiage perfect so i'm always trying to learn and grow so anyway, though, I feel like it'd be something like that. Like it probably wasn't listed as like a singles bar, but everyone knew like if you're single and you're looking to mingle or have a one night stand, like this is where you go. You love that. I knew you'd love that. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so uh, Miss Shirley agrees to go on a date with Harvey. So he takes her to the mountains, which uh, they kind of just like skipped over this like it was normal. But like, why did she get into a car and go into the mountains? When someone she doesn't know. That I have a question about. That being said, he essentially points a gun in her face, forces her to take her clothes off, and then he rapes her. He then proceeds to take pictures of her body. or of No, she's still alive. So take pictures of her. Then he strangles her and leaves her body out in the mountains. So desert, mountains, he, that's what he likes to do. I don't know why. So How kind of him? 
um, his final victim. So he does only have that we know of three victims, but any good serial killer lover knows that all it takes is three victims. Yep. So his final victim was Ruth uh, Mercado. 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 Um, So he offered her money to let him take pictures of her. Um, However, this time he actually was working for a real photography company. Um, So he killed my question is, what was his portfolio? I took pictures of these women I murdered. Like, I know. I wonder what. Interesting. Like, I generally uh, like I'm genuinely curious about like how he got that job. (laughs) Like, just because he was he like, oh, I've taken some great bondage pics. So I think you should hire me. And they're like, okay, like, I don't know. It's wild. (laughs) <laughs> just curious <laughs> oh my god alright so he ends up killing um, Ruth the same way he kills the other two women now Harvey is now working for a modeling company right so he's assigned um, a job to take pictures of a woman by the name of Lorraine Vigil so he ends up abducting her but she fought like hell and was able to escape so you guys fight 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 she literally like I mean physically ran into two police officers like she got away from him got out into the street and bumped into two police officers thank god some damn luck right there so they of course arrest harvey so (laughs) they start to interrogate him and he's just like you're right i did it all and just he doesn't try to hide it i mean he's just like so anyways you know i abducted this girl i also killed three women and here are their names and here's when i did it and here's where i buried that like he just doesn't even try at all to cover it up so i mean you know how we see and like i don't know how real this is because i see a lot on tv but um like serial killers who almost want to be caught it's like the thrill of being caught Right. But then some of them are, say they're like tired. Like they're like, oh my God, I've been waiting for you to catch me for years. Cause like <laughs> I have a problem and I can't stop. Right. So like, like there was a serial killer episode in Criminal Minds and the guy was literally like, please catch me. Like I cannot help myself. Like I have no self control. I need you to catch me. Like I cannot stop killing unless you catch me. Like imagine being like. That's almost sad. Right. But no, if it wasn't a serial killer. <laughs> right. <laughs> If you weren't like murdering innocent people, I maybe have empathy for you. But I really have empathy for like anyone, so probably wouldn't come for me. It's <laughs> not an empathetic person. Um, all right, so he ends up being charged uh, with two counts of murder. It doesn't say why they didn't do all three women. It was only two of them. So, uh, regardless, though, he ends up receiving the death penalty. Now, remember, guys, we're in the 1950s, so. At this point, their death penalty was the fucking gas chamber. Which, I'm not going to lie, I think all serial killers should be killed via the gas chamber. I'm not against it. Um, I think that just sounds absolutely horrific, and like that's how they deserve to die. But, you know, that's Although just... he asked for the death sentence. He was like, don't even bother, just kill me. Right, which like, I probably I... would do the same. Like You have to think now people who are on death row are on death row forever. Like, there's people that are on death row for, like, 30 years. It's like, oh, my God, just kill me. I thought I was going to get over with. Like, now I'm just living like everyone else, you know? But. And he admitted it. Like, within minutes of being interrogated, he's like, oh, yeah, anyways, I do this. Can we just, like, move along here? Can you just wrap up my life real quick with a bow? Like, great, thanks. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, also, when he's being interrogated and they talk, like, he's like, yeah, 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 by the way, I kill these women. He also tells them that if they go to his house, 
He has like an old toolbox full of pictures of women that he had abducted and taken pictures of and some of which he had killed. So, September 18th, 1959, he said to the gas chamber, this part just like irks me. 12 minutes later, he was pronounced dead. That's terrible. So I mean, like, I don't feel bad because he strangled people and that takes like five to seven minutes to do. So like, good enough. I hope you suffered. But can you imagine just like sitting in a chamber, slowly dying? Like, just shoot me in the head. Like, just please, please just get it over with. I cannot. So I also want to note that like he had said I had read somewhere that he said that he like didn't want to kill Ruth. Because he, like, she, like, touched him in a different way. Like, he, like, felt something between them. But, like, he was already there. And, like, was like, sorry, like, I have to murder you. Huh? Like, physically or emotionally? It doesn't say. It just said he touched, he touched, like, Ruth had touched him in a different way than the other two. And he liked her. So, I'm going to guess emotionally. I'm going to guess, like, he, like, felt something. But was also like, I'm a serial killer. I'm sorry. I have to do this. Like, and then it's like, where do you apologize? Like, I'm, I like you. I'm sorry. I have to murder you, though. Like. Probably. That's pretty wild. So. What you, yeah, it's just crazy. So, first of all, 12 minutes is. Like, and when you think it, 12 minutes is a very long time. Errol and I always, like, time flies, whatever. And then when we started recording and we realized we needed, like, 25 to 30 minutes, we're obviously very fast talkers, as you can tell. But, like, we'll realize that, like, 10 minutes goes by, like, like, you're like, oh, my God, it's only been 10 minutes. I've been talking for, like, a year. (laughs) Like, but you haven't, so. sitting in a gas chamber while that happened. I mean, he deserved it. Again, we're not, like, condoning his behavior, please. No, I don't feel bad for him. It just... If I put myself in this situation, then I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so that's pretty crazy about him. First of all, again, he is like, so he looks like one of those, um, like doctor, like creepy doctors that worked in like, did like experiments on patients. Like that's what he reminds <laughs> me of when I see his, when I see his face. I'm like, oh uh, yeah, okay, I can I see that. So. so yeah, and I don't think they pegged him to any other victims, right? No, but I also don't really know how much they investigated. But he, they did say he did attempt to rape and kill other girls as he did the three above, but he was only successful with the three. So, like, in my question that I'm wondering, like, A, how do you only get charged for two murders when he killed three people? But then, B, how did he not get charged for, like, the attempted murder or rape of all these other people that they are, like, attempted rape and murder of all these other people? You know what I think probably happened is, and this happens a lot, unfortunately, with, like, serial killers, but people who do multiple crimes in general, is the prosecutors have to be like, okay, what is, how can we get this guy locked away for, like, the most amount of time? So, unfortunately, they have to essentially ignore certain crimes and focus on the ones that they have the most evidence for. And that's probably what they did because here's the thing: he was he started off in Colorado, ends up in New York. He could have abducted and taken pictures of and raped a bunch of people, and you know even has pictures of them. But he doesn't know where they're from, who they are, their name. Like so, there's no way if these people aren't like going to the police and saying something happened to them, and there's no way for to really know. So I assume that's probably what happened, and they must have had the most evidence for these two cases and said you know what this is how we can get him into the gas chamber and 
that's it all the day. So, I mean, it sucks that a lot of these people didn't really get their, you know, day in court, as they say. Yeah. Right. But I mean, at least he ends up dead. Right. So yeah. Someone wrote, (laughs) this is so fucked up. A true punishment for Harvey Gladman, who would have been, would have been much, much happier, maybe even ecstatic had he been hung by rope. (laughs) Cause like, he was always like trying to strangle himself. Yep. But like, I mean, and again, glad he died. That's like how he deserved to go. Like you deserve to die a gruesome death when you like rape and kill people. Like that's just a fact. And like, think about the first person who, like you said, was a mom and like was trying to get custody of her kids and he killed her. Right. Poor thing. And then he kept their underwear too. Like, which is so gross. It's so gross. Why would you want dirty underwear? I just like, yeah, so gross. But, um, it's like he, like, and I just feel bad for his mom. <laughs> she, like, really tried to, like, get him help and, like, do something. And, like, it still can't, like, it probably played out exactly how she, like, told everyone it would when they were like, we can't do anything. It's a weird face. <laughs> right. Like, um, it's not a weird face, but. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. But anyway, that's all we have for today, guys. I know this episode's a little more short and sweet, um, but still very interesting, guys. So we are again as usual super excited to be back we appreciate all of you listeners that are constantly listening to our podcast every week and giving us feedback and liking us on facebook and instagram and all that um if you have your friends tell your friends if you have any questions comments concerns we'd appreciate it if you'd like to rate us like in the apple store or spotify or like wherever you listen to podcasts we'd also really appreciate that um Ratings are really good for other people to also know how awesome we are. So if you think we're awesome, you want other people to know how awesome we are, we would appreciate a rating. And then, like I said, that's our last episode for the month of February. So I think we're going to really start focusing on swag for probably not, probably wouldn't come out to like April or May, but I think we're going to at least try and start with like stickers. Um, I think that'd be really cool. And then, yeah, that's it. So I hope everyone has a great rest of their Wednesday. Bye, guys.